Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about travel. So, welcome back. If you're new, I appreciate you stopping by. I hope you continue to rock with the kid and the movement. And if you've been here before, appreciate you. Welcome back. So, This week, I am going to talk about some of the lessons that I learned through travel that I can actually apply to like other shit in life, right? I don't know. No, I do know how I came up with this. Actually, by accident. I was trying to write down a bunch. I was trying to get ideas for captions because social media, Instagram, if you noticed or if you haven't noticed, you can follow me at Travel and Shit at uh, Instagram, it's there's a underscore instead of the I in travel and shit. But all that being said, I don't quite enjoy social media. It just feels a bit laborious. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it, laborious. I think it's laborious. It's laborious. So I miss the days when Instagram was just for friends and you just post what you want, but now there's You know, I have intentions of making it a thing, you know? So I try to be intentional with my posts. I don't really want to just post just to post. And captions are quite a time for the kid. Quite a time. So I've been trying to uh, get better, prepare for shit in advance. And I ended up somehow, don't ask me how this became like a list of actual things that could be used on an episode, but it did. So alas, me trying to be intentional ended up working out. Oh, special shout out to Paris Sachet on, uh, for the t-shirt. I ordered one of these from her. She is a comedian that I found on Instagram a while ago and Shorty is wild funny. So definitely check her out. Um, but for this week's episode, lessons that I've learned through travel that I actually can apply to real life. First one, buy the bag. So I went to St. Martin. I uh, brought my mom with me for her birthday one year and we took a trip to St. Bart's. First of all, I ended up getting sick as fuck on that little, uh, I don't, I, th- I guess it's a ferry. Um, but I ended up getting wild sick on that trip didn't expect it because I specifically didn't eat anything at breakfast. All I had was like a cup of coffee just to avoid getting, you know, um, seasick while I traveled. Learned the hard way that sometimes not having anything in your stomach can actually uh, contribute to those feelings of nausea and just being seasick overall. So do with that what you want. It ain't, I don't understand the science behind it. Um, I don't think that I had any Dramamine or anything with me to take so that I can make myself feel better. But that's not the lesson. Anyway, we took the little ferry over to St. Bart's, had a great fucking time. It was my mom's actual birthday. So we get over and we stop at a few little shops. I purchased like some little uh, notebooks. Oh, here's a fun little uh, hidden gem for you. If you have young people in your life, we all do, but let's just say young people you actually care enough about to take some time to write messages to. I would suggest writing a little travel journal, but in a sense that it can be gifted to the young person in your life as um, a gift for say uh, their 13th birthday, sweet 16, 16th birthday, 21st birthday, whatever. It could even be something for, um, you know, anybody in particular. It doesn't necessarily have to be a child, but consider writing a travel journal. where you just collect little thoughts and notes and musings of times and moments where you've thought of that person while on your travels. And at some point in their life, you gift it to them. And I thought that it'd be a really great idea to gift a journal to my goddaughter Reese and to two of my little cousins, um, Charlotte and Christian. And I love them all dearly. They mean the world to me but I still 
not actually written in the notebooks. Even though I do believe in travel journaling, I haven't really been the best at it. All that being said, God willing, there's more life in my lungs and I've got more breaths to take and I can continue that idea into another trip. But maybe you will pick up that idea and do that for someone in your life. Um, I don't know if you would want to maybe write to a future wife, future husband, or, you know, moments to your parents, to your best friend. It could really be to anybody. I really just think it's a, a great gift idea. It's sentimental as fuck. You don't have to do it for like a six year period. You could do it over the course of a year. If you travel often, write about them all the time. If it doesn't even have to be a travel journal, it could be just something where you consistently do something. And then every time it occurs or every time that you do it, you end up writing that down in that little journal just to give to the person that the journal's for at some point, right? Cute. Anyway, stopped there, picked up those, went to a couple different shops, and I ended up seeing this eggplant purple leather. It was like a satchel, like the kind of bag that has like a drawstring at the top to close it. And it was maybe... That's it. It's about eight inches. Base was probably a little under six inches, probably open no wider than, you know, that six inches at the top because it was all the same size. It didn't get any wider or thinner at the top. And it was like a nice crossbody bag. The bag was fucking gorgeous. I promise you, I've never felt softer leather other than a pair of Prada boots I actually just sold on Poshmark because they were too small. It took me like 10 years to part with them, but the shits was soft as fuck leather. And I immediately thought those boots when I felt the leather. But I'm looking at this bag. It's gorgeous. And we're in a really nice shop. And the shops out there ain't fucking cheap. So I'm looking at the bag and I'm feeling the bag and I'm really getting into it. My mom's like, well, do you want it? And I'm like, ah, I'm certain I can't afford it because we're looking at the price of all the other things that are in the shop and the shit's pretty pricey. So all that being said, I kind of realized, mm, you know what? I don't think that I want to um, spend that money. I don't think that I even want to bother asking the attendant for um, the cost or the price of the bag. And my mom was like, well, if you want it, I'll buy it for you. And that, first of all, meant a lot to me. Thanks, mom. Because my mom doesn't make big purchases like she's not a she's not my dad <laughs> my dad I would have been like sure buy it I want it but my mom I know my mom is the responsible parent you know what I mean like she actually saves and she actually you know it does the things that adults are supposed to do with money don't ask me what it is because that's not really me but it was also her fucking birthday so there was no way I was gonna let my mom buy me something for her birthday so I kind of was just like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And I will forever regret that. <laughs> I kind of wish that I did let my mom buy it and then at some point maybe i just like pay her back for the bag. But um, I always look back and I in turn have that memory of regret, if you will, that I wish I'd purchased the bag because it would have been one of those things that I would travel with and use in life. And I'm not a pocketbook kind of girl. I like having my hands free. I don't like being responsible for nothing else other than my body. That's it. Myself, I can get up and move and come and go as I please. I don't, I don't want to be worried about putting something down and forgetting that I put it down. I'm pretty good. I'm not very forgetful in terms of my um, property and items. I forget everything else. But the shit that I came with, 96% of the time, I'm leaving with it. I don't really leave things behind. But it has happened where, and it's left as traumatic an experience as anything, I hate, I, I have left things behind. And I don't want to be um, that person again. Like, I don't want to leave something. So I don't like having, you know, things that I have to carry around and bags that require me to carry it. And then also I'm basically always in sweats. I'm always going to go for comfort over fashion. I'm not a heels kind of girl. If it looks cute with a pair of chucks, I'm with the shits. Other than that, I don't really want to be bothered. All that being said, that's one of the lessons that I learned. By the bag, if you know that you are going to real, like if you got to really 
listen to yourself when it comes to purchases. And I knew I wanted that bag, but I didn't want my mom to pay for it, but I also didn't have it to pay for myself. But I wish that I would have let her do something for me. And I guess also that's another lesson that I didn't realize that I learned is that it's okay to let other people do nice shit for you sometimes. Um, you know, it, you in your mind are thinking that you're doing a favor for somebody else when in turn, sometimes you're giving them a gift by able to, you know, by giving them the opportunity to give you a gift. Um, Ma, I don't know if that is indeed the case. Feel free to weigh on that, weigh in on that after you watch this episode. But um, yeah, I absolutely wish that I would have purchased it. And I think that it rings especially true to items that you find while you're traveling. That's not something that I would have easily found, you know, someplace else. It's not something that I would have easily found in a shop back at home. Well, it could have been, I live in New York. So, you know, you find cute things, but it never would have had that special attachment to it being a gift from my mom and it never would have had that attachment to it being um you know purchased on the first trip my mom and I took together you know so in hindsight that's something that I really really regret I regret not getting that bag and I regret not even asking the question because it could have been actually on sale or she could have been feeling froggy and wanted to do the kid a favor and say, you know what? You guys are here to get, it's your birthday? Really? Okay. Here, take my employee discount. You never fucking know. And those little ideas in the back of my mind of, I wonder what it actually cost or I wonder if maybe I could afford it. Ask the fucking question. So that's a double one, starting out with a banger. Let people do nice things for you. If you really want it, get it. You know, if somebody is even offering to get it for you, absolutely jump on it. And two, ask questions. Don't be so quick to tell yourself no. Let someone else tell you no, especially when it's something that is calling to you. So that's one of the things that I absolutely regret. And I learned that lesson um, still as a relatively new traveler, still as a relatively new traveler. I think that was probably within my first year or so of traveling. So I generally find that, um, I listen more so to how I feel about an item. Cause I try not to be too attached to tangible things. I try not to be attached to, um, material items, especially considering the fact that most things are produced in mass quantity. You can get it someplace else or you can get something similar someplace else. But that in particular really would have had a lot of um, meaning for me and I regret not getting it. So, you know, that's one of the first lessons in travel that I learned in good old St. Parks. But we have a lot of other great memories. I have a lot of great memories from that trip with my mom. So, you know, the bag isn't the end all be all, but that would have been a fun, you know, tangible souvenir to have brought back with me. Um, next one. Create mental pic mental pictures intentionally. That really, really registered for me the, for the first time in Costa Rica and then again in Bali. Those were the two most um, memorable trips that I can say I've got nice, clear, and vivid mental images of a really, really... Um, incredible experience and an incredible view. And it's not just uh, the view or the experience, but it's more of how I felt. And I guess that kind of ties into the experience. So in Costa Rica, I really love, one of my favorite videos was actually taken by one of my, I guess my guides. I'd gone uh, zip lining. And every once in a while, I end up going back to that video of me zip lining across the fucking jungle in Costa Rica. And it's a different kind of memory because I didn't take the video myself. I'm seeing myself experience it, right? And that has its own kind of, I guess, button for me where I remember it differently. So it's one thing to, you know, see yourself in something. And then it's another thing to 
not have a visual aid to see yourself in a moment or to remember being in a moment. And I want to say I did the, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did the horseback ride afterwards. And I'd mentioned it on uh, Instagram and a couple of you really um, reached out and a bunch of you actually texted me and said that you uh, really liked that caption. So I guess y'all like long captions. I'll work on it for you. But one of the things that I really, really remember because I would not take out my camera was this incredible view that I got doing a horseback ride in the jungle of Costa Rica. So this was one of the first time, no, this was the second time. Cause I remember in, I want to say it was my senior year. We went, um, skiing for like our senior trip or some shit like that. And we did a really cute horseback ride and I'll never forget Shout out to one girl, won't say her name, but she was afraid to gallop on the horses. So I think we may have gotten like 10 feet before she was like, nah, I'm scared. We got to slow down. So the guide made us all stop. But that trip, we actually did get to ride the horses without somebody actually holding, what is it called? The the girdle, the bridle, the brittle, I don't know, but the little, the thing that is attached to the horse or whatever, right? So this was the second time that I'd been on a horse without a guide. I'd been on a horse quite a few times before that, but usually there's somebody holding onto the horse and they walk you around in a big ass circle. Well, this time there was a guide, there was somebody on a horse in front of me and there was someone on a horse behind me, but there was nobody like guiding the actual horse that I was on. So I'm on the horse and again, reminder, them hoses kind of high up off the ground. I ain't that big. I'm about 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, right? So I'm on a horse and you're looking down and I'm a city girl. So I'm like, it's a whole ass another personality that I'm dealing with. And it's a wild animal. I don't give a fuck how domesticated or tamed anybody wants to tell me it is. It's a wild fucking animal. So I am, you know, aware that I'm not necessarily in control. I don't know, you know, keywords and horse terms or whatever the fuck this little motherfucker responds to. So I am very um, present in the fact that I want to hold on with both the fuck hands. So I would not take my phone out of my backpack to take pictures. I didn't want to take video. I didn't want to take pictures. I knew in advance that I was only going to have my memory, my memory, Jesus Christ. I was only going to have my memory to rely on for this trip. So we're taking the trip, we get through the jungle and we come to like a clearing. And I promise you most beautiful shit I'd seen up at, up until probably that point, there was this beautiful, like you could see all the tops of the trees in the jungle. You could see, I want to say they pointed out like, um, Aranel volcano. They point, there were like mountains in the back and then like these big ass tropical ass boards. I'm gonna call them toucans. I don't fucking know if they were toucans. They look like toucan Sam on the, um, fruit loose box. But I, for some reason feel like it actually wasn't a toucan. I feel like it was something else, but again, city girl, nigga don't know. It was a bright ass bird with a very colorful tail. And there was more than one. They flew through my little picture because this was a mental picture that I was um, capturing. And they flew through and it was just like, yeah, it was fucking beautiful. And it was just like, wow. Wow. You know, and knowing that you're not getting a photograph, like you're not taking a picture, there's no one capturing this moment, knowing that you have to do the work to just be present is very, I don't wanna say it's humbling. It's not, you know, like it doesn't have to be a big deal, but I made it a big deal. I really did not want to forget that. And I can't tell you how dark or how bright the the green of the trees were. I can't tell you if I was hot or cold. I can't tell you if my knee was itching or anything wild like that. I didn't get that far into detail. But when I tell you I can remember that visual, I remember the scene and I remember feeling so fucking fortunate to just be there to be able to experience that. Like I'm in fucking Costa Rica. I'm in somebody's jungle. You know what I mean? And another, uh, I won't say pro tip, but I ended up losing money to take that experience. So I had booked a, um, beach, uh, excursion. 
I want to say a couple nights prior, I'd booked the beach excursion. And once I was there, I realized I'd never been to a rainforest or a jungle or anything. I had never been to a really tropical um, area. And I didn't know when that would, you know, be an option for me again, but I live in Queens, so I can get to a beach very easily. And I realized that although I may not be able to get to a Costa Rican beach for a long time, I absolutely would be able to get to a beach before I'd get to a jungle again. So I opted to not take the beach excursion that I had booked, and I opted to book the excursion to, to Rubari, which if they're open, Highly suggested. If you're in Costa Rica, find your way to Turubari. I had the best time. The food was wild good. My hosts at that time, I want to say this was probably 2017 or 2018. The hosts that I had were great, you know, in terms of the guys that took me around to all the different places in the park that I went. Not a single fucking complaint. And it was so memorable for me so memorable on many different levels and many different you know points in the experience but that was one of the things that i will always take with me from costa rica and i had a very similar experience in bali i went to i don't know the name of it but it's that uh gates of heaven right so it's that picture with the stone I guess, pillars or walls and everybody takes those really dramatic pictures in front of it or they take really pretty pictures and you always have a sarong on or like, you know, that skirt that you tie around your waist. Um, I'd gone there and I had heard that it was kind of tourist trappy that the whole taking the picture thing doesn't, the lead up to it is nothing like what the pictures look like. So I wasn't that really big on, say, uh, getting there to take that picture. I just wanted to get there and see it for myself. But to get there, we drove into a parking lot at the base of whatever the, uh, I guess it was a mountain or a something, but it's a set of temples. I want to say that there are actually seven temples there. Don't quote me, but there are a few temples along that path, but nobody really goes all the way up to the top. Everybody stops at the first or second one, which is gate to heaven. And they take those Instagram photos. And I mean, it's fun. It's cool. But you know, don't do something just because Instagram does it do something, um, or be inspired by Instagram, but step outside of Instagram, step outside of the picture and really be present in the moment. That's what I'm trying to express to you here. So, we drove in, but you can't drive all the way to the top where, not to the top, but you can't drive up to the check-in station. You drive into a lot and then you take a little moped, or I guess you could fucking walk, but it don't make no sense to walk. You want to get on the back of one of these mopeds. And of course you have to pay somebody to ride you up to the top, but you get on the back of one of these little moped, moped things. And I want to say this was the first time that I was on the back of one of these motorbikes. And I'm not a motorcycle girl. I don't ride on the back of motorcycles. My dad loves his motorcycle. He loves his Harley. Hi, dad. I hate the shit. Still do. Always have. Pretty sure I always will. They scare the shit out of me. You ain't got no doors. You only got two wheels, not four. I don't, in New York at least, it's the rest of the drivers that I don't trust. I trust that my dad, of course, would drive safely, but the one time I had to ride on the back of his bike, I promise you I had my eyes closed for two of the three miles that we had to go. And I cried for about two and a half miles because I was terrified. I don't like him. Not because my dad is a reckless driver, but because I don't trust that other people are necessarily paying attention to what's going on around them. Or even if they're paying attention, sometimes you just don't notice motorcycles, right? So I already had like a little fear of being on the back of these things. So now I'm in Bali. Some shit goes wrong. That could be it. You know what I mean? This could be the end for me. This could be me at my last moment. And I'd be alone in a foreign country. But you do the shit anyway, right? Because something about it is exciting. Anyway, get on the back of this little motherfucking moped. And we're going up this, uh, like it's a hill. I don't know if we're on like just an isolated hill or if we're going to the top of the hill. Cause remember, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm just on the back of this man's bike. 
So we're going up and we're taking all these turns, we're taking all these curves and out of nowhere, we take a curve and the trees open. And when I tell you it was the most beautiful, beautiful view of whatever the volcano was over in that area, mountains, trees, more hills. It was just an absolutely breathtaking view. And I, the kid cried. I cried. I ain't even gonna hold you. I did. Because I felt, again, just so fortunate to be in this space, one, to be able to afford to travel and to see these things. But then two, for things as simple as like mobility. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't think how easy or difficult it is for you to accomplish something because of what you find to be normal. Consider like my past guest Fletcher, who's in a wheelchair. I'm pretty certain that a car could have gotten up there, but I know that he would have had to make special arrangements for that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I, being that I have the use of my legs, I can just hop on the back of a bike. I was able to afford the little, you know, um, in a little, in um, American dollars sense. Like for me, it was affordable to be able to pay for this ride up the top of the hill. So I was just really fortunate to be able to afford to go, you know, like the little bit and not by American standards, the little, <coughs> excuse me, the little bit that it cost for me to take that ride, to go up there, the little bit that it cost to rent the sarong, to go to the temple. And then it was a steep ass walk. You know, it's a lot of stairs. There's a lot of, you know, walking to do. I'm able to experience these things and all of that shit hit at one time while taking this trip up towards the entrance of the temple. So I really learned in moments like that to be intentional with memories that I really want to hold on to is photos are great, right? Videos even better, but it's kind of like when you see a candid photo of yourself or when someone takes a candid video of you and you look at it, in um, and when you look back at it in playback or if, if it's a still, if you just look at the image, and you kind of like, damn, yeah, I remember that. I was so excited to be, you know, at X, Y, and Z or whatever. Really take the time to register with yourself how you feel in an experience, how you feel in a moment, and be intentional about what it is you're feeling and how you're experiencing yourself. I've said to you guys, I want to say a million times at this point, that being intentional is so, so um, important to me. And I think that if it registers with you as well, that it can also be really important to you. And I've learned to let that kind of spill into other things I do. I've learned to try to really be present with how I'm feeling in experiences that I have in a lot of different um, aspects of life. So let's see what else I got. Oh, ugh. call and confirm before you show up. So that fucking happened in Barcelona. Um, I ended up booking a hotel accommodation based on, I'd say about 60% based on the fact that they had, um, well, they advertised that they had a uh, shuttle before, like a shuttle that would take you from the airport to the hotel. They didn't. But I didn't find out until I'd already booked my non-refundable experience. Uh, not experience. My hotel there was non-refundable. So I booked it because they said they had the shuttle. And then I called after I'd already booked non-refundable and learned that that wasn't a case. Uh, yeah, it sucked. It ran me a lot of fucking money. 
it was about $90 one way from the hotel to the little, I won't even, from the airport to the hotel. And it wasn't a hotel. It was more like, I'd say a hostel, only because they had like a community kitchen downstairs, like a community room, if you will. Kind of made me, gave me a feel of like a dorm, if you will. But it was basically a full-on apartment, washer. I think I had a washer-dryer in the room. May have been a dishwasher, uh, full bathroom. I had my own bathroom, had a little couch, bed. It was a cute little uh, studio. And they uh, had all that common space downstairs. So I'd venture to say it was uh, a hostel. But, or a traveler's hotel, if you will. I It sounds redundant, but... it. If if you get it, you get it. You know what I mean? But I really learned the hard way that you can't always go based on what is advertised. If you know that you're booking a restaurant because they say that you they've got um, you know, cake for birthdays or they have a special drink per, you know, request, or they've got a special drink if you ask or something like that call and confirm before you actually, you know, tell everybody to meet you at said restaurant. So yeah, I learned that the hard way that if I see something advertised, whether it be online or on paper, and they're saying, and that's what is important enough to me to go with this establishment over another establishment, I'm going to confirm with them before I make my uh, reservations that that's something that is available. If I see that there's um, even something as simple as um, a sneaker, if I find that a certain brand has a sneaker, I'm not going to just show up to their flagship store or show up to their store uh, just because I see that they sell an item online. I'm a call first, you know? I don't want to get all the way down there just to be told that's only available online or, yeah, sorry, that's not something that we offer anymore. So that experience always has me calling to confirm things before I get there because yeah, spend a couple hundred dollars on a mistake like that. And you, it, the lesson kind of sticks. Uh, so additional travel note for that. Um, it is absolutely worth spending the extra money to stay in the city. If being in the city is where you intend to do most of your shit. So I had a tour in Barcelona. Well, the they picked you up for the tour in the city of Barcelona. So I flew into Barcelona and I ended up staying in, I want to say Lagaria, Lagaria. I don't know that I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it was about 45 minutes away from the airport. And I want to say the middle of Barcelona, like the city that everybody knows, right? Um, all the photos and all that shit that you see on the internets when you're Googling the city that you want to visit. That was also about 45 minutes. I don't know that the airport was necessarily right in the city. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm saying that each of them was about 45 minutes and $90 for a taxi. So there's, since I had already booked a day tour, I knew that I did not have the bread to come from the airport to my hotel, then from my hotel to the city, run around, have fun, see the city, then come from the city back to my hotel and then do that shit again the next day. So I ended up losing out on a day of exploring the city. I got in maybe like one o'clock or noon or some shit like that. I got in early enough in the day that I was supposed to have an entire day to explore the city. But because I was staying so far out, I didn't get to really experience it the way that I wanted to. So I would have been able to do so and do the bar crawls and do the, you know, city, the free city walk, uh, walking city tours and just ex uh, view the architecture that everybody loves and all those things that you Google and find about Barcelona. I would have been able to do that if I'd spent a little bit more and stayed in the city. So absolutely call before you book shit, especially if it's non-refundable. Uh, so you can make sure that the things that are important to you will actually, you know, be, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, accessible to you. So call first. What else did I learn? Ooh, thank you gifts always hit. So I 
was always raised to send like thank you cards, but because of, I guess the time that I'm in, it just, it's one of those things that as a kid, I always felt was just like, oh no, I'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. High school graduation, send everybody a thank you card that, you know, gave you a gift or came to your graduation and you do it because it's the right thing to do. Well, when you grow the fuck up and you start getting little thank you gifts or little gifts of appreciation that you were not expecting, catch that you were not expecting, you realize why they hit so hard because the shit feels good to be appreciated, especially after you spend money. In Guadalupe, I don't know if it is cultural. I don't know if it is, you know, just something that is adapted amongst numerous uh, tour guides out there. But both of the tour guides that I booked with gave me thank you gifts after I finished my excursion with them. And them shits hit hard. And it really made me remember that, you know, I'm not... Well, yeah, I am far enough removed from high school, but I, it was a really nice reminder because I've seen other people give, you know, thank you cards. Like at my job, I see the thank you cards for people that, you know, um, cause we all collect money when someone at my job loses a family member and, you know, I always see the little thank you cards on the wall and, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's so nice. But it's one of those group things, right? So you don't really feel that you are given that appreciation yourself. It just hits a little bit differently when you are the direct recipient of it. And I gotta say that was very much so solidified for me in Guadalupe when both of those guides gave me little thank you gifts. And um, it really reminded me that thank yous go a long way and appreciation goes a long way. So when you have someone go, I don't want to even say out of their way, but when you have someone show you a good time or when you have someone, you know, extend some sort of hospitality towards you or when you have someone, you know, do something that you appreciate, if you can go that little bit extra, go the take the extra few steps. It doesn't have to be an extra mile. Just take an extra few steps to show them your appreciation and it will absolutely be appreciated. So that was a short one. Next one is, oh, haha, this is a good one. Take photos of stuff you'll forget or write it down. So uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier. I have a shit memory. Um, that's why I try to really, really be intentional about what I'm seeing, how I'm feeling when I don't really want to take a photo, when I want to really internalize that moment for myself. The same thing applies for um, travel information. The last thing you want to do is have to um, find your, uh, what do you call it? Your accommodation address, like where you're staying when you're at that customs desk, because a lot of countries will ask, where are you staying? Now, sometimes you're able to fill out the little customs form and go from there and they just take it and that's it. Other times they ask you verbally. They want you to say to them where you're staying, how long you're staying and all that shit. There's nothing more frustrating than not having Wi-Fi in the airport or not having service in that area or your phone just ain't acting right in terms of service or Wi-Fi when you're waiting in that customs area. I feel like it's designed that way just to make motherfuckers nervous. I don't fucking know this for sure, but that's how the kid feels. That being said, I screenshot everything. So I take screenshots of where I'm staying. I take screenshots of uh, like the address in particular, screenshots of photos of what the place may look like. Anything that is pertinent information that I will need to access, um, I especially like to do it just in case I don't have service when I land. Even if you land, you get service, and at some point during your trip, you're unable to access service, you still wanna have that information um, at your disposal. So I would highly suggest not just being able to go into an app to access something or not being able to um, just go into different programs or log into websites and things where you don't necessarily know that you'll get the access that you'll need to get the information. Uh, that being said, I also am one of those people that collects rocks. So no shame. I got them all over the place. 
What I often forget to do though, is take a picture of where I got the rock. Now it sounds dumb, but I'll come home with a bag full of rocks, not a bag full of rocks, but I'll come home with a couple of rocks, you know, the cute ones, if you will, just because they're free souvenirs, y'all. I also like having different pieces of the world in my actual house, okay? When you come, well, when you come, I feel like y'all actually, you know, y'all, my real life friends, like when you come to my house, chill, y'all not all just coming to the crib. But if for some reason you were to be in my home, I got rocks everywhere. I don't know. I picked it up from my mom. One of her students, um, I want to say someplace, I want to say it was Nigeria or whatever, but one of the parents bought her these really nice rocks from Nigeria, or let's just say it's Nigeria because I don't know for certain. But my mom always had them on display in the house and they were always like really nice to me. And I also am one of those hippy dippy friends that has a whole altar full of fucking crystals and stones and I rock with them. So I also like to collect rocks and stones when I travel. So I did a really good job of writing on some of them, like the ones that I got from Grand Canyon, Antelope Canyon, um, and I want to say one other place in either Arizona, Utah, one of those Vegas trip spots that I took, right? I'll never, I know exactly what the rock from Bermuda looks like. Other than that, I have a bunch of rocks that I had to just put into a, a bowl because I don't know where they're from. So I like to write on them on one side of them just to, you know, write the date and the location. But one way for me to remember where I got them from is I take pictures of it. So when I'm traveling, things that I know that I'm not gonna forget, I'll take a picture of. And the same shit applies to other shit in life. I know that I do not remember things. So I am screenshot queen. I like that on iPhone, you could absolutely just go to your screenshot album and go through screenshots as opposed to going through your actual photos. I think I've got like 46,000 photos. Listen, it's, I, I don't go through them. One of those things that I always say I'm gonna do, but I know I'm not gonna do. But when I need the information, the information is there. And I'm for damn sure glad that it is there because I know that memory is not my ministry and those photos always come in handy. So I figured that out by having a shit ton of rocks that I don't know where the fuck they came from. They just sitting in a random ass bowl and they're cute. But I'd like to be able to look at them and say, oh, this is where they're from and show them to my friends and things. But because I didn't write them, because I didn't write it down, I didn't, you know, take photos of where a lot of them came from. I don't know where they're from. So they're just random ass rocks. So yeah, take photos. If you're gonna forget, screenshot it or just write it down. I've got a whole bunch of post-its on my wall over here because not my thing. So yeah, that's one of the things that I realized. And, and certain things you know, but I think when it hits you through a meaningful experience, it registers differently. So I've always known I have a shit memory, but you know, some things I still don't write down. I still don't take pictures of things. I still don't, you know, do screenshots of things. But when it comes to an experience in travel or when it comes to an experience in, you know, something that happened abroad, it hits a little bit harder and it actually clicks for me for some, I, listen, it's just how I'm designed, I guess. You know, it just made more sense when I realized it after not doing it from a trip. So I tend to do it now in almost anything that I do. If I know it's gonna be something important or if I know it's gonna be something that I have to um, look at again. Like for example, if I'm on the train, which I haven't done in, since shit, 2019. I did it once between 2019 and this 2021. I've only been on the subway once, but I, oh no, that's a lie. Cause I was on the subway all of, January in 2019, so there's that. But say that to say, I will always screenshot what my train route is if I'm on a line that I don't normally take, just because I know I'm not gonna have service in the subway. So I learned that because 
I don't like being lost, but I'm always lost. So take pictures. If you're not going to remember, fucking take a picture or write it down someplace where you know you can access it. Similar to that, the write it down part, pen and paper, pen and paper. Yeah, y'all, pen and paper. Pen and paper won't fail you, but your battery will. So I was in Barcelona and I had a portable charger, charged the phone, my phone with the portable charger and the bitch died again. So I, at this point had run out of juice on the portable charger and my battery was done. I was probably at 5% sadly when I took on the task of finding a pen. I don't know if people just didn't want to help me or if people really don't have pens anymore, but it took me about an hour to find someone with a pen. All I wanted to do was write down the address of the hotel I was staying at because I knew my battery was going to die. And without picture or not, you know, service or not, if my battery is dead, I can't get into my phone and tell the cab driver where that ass needs to take me. So I am always certain to have paper and pen on my person just so that I can write things down that I need to be able to access should my battery die. Now, I also am just not prone to having my battery die on me, but when I tell you that fear of not being able to get back where I was staying was ridiculous. So I always, always have at least a paper. I'll write it on my arms and my hands if I need to, but I always travel with pen and paper so that I can write things down just in case I um, my battery dies on me. Or for some reason, technology is technology. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it will fail. So if that's the case, I'd like to be able to access the information that I need should I not be able to get to my uh, technology. So that's that. What else I got? Oh, don't let rain stop you. So Roman Phuket, those were the rainiest experiences that I had. And they were very, um, opposite of each other. So the first, uh, came in Phuket. I giving myself grace, hangover, not hangover. Um, jet lag really set in. I was tired as fuck. I was really, really tired. And I woke up from the sleep. I won't say nap cause I went to sleep that I had taken after I, I landed, I ate, and then I went to sleep. Next day I woke up, it was raining and I was still exhausted. Like I didn't know, I didn't know where my fucking feet were. And I'm looking outside and it's raining, it's raining, it's raining. And part of me wanted to just get up because I'm like, ah, oh, well, maybe there's something I can do. It's not raining everywhere in Thailand, right? It's not raining everywhere in Phuket. There's gotta be, you know, someplace nearby that I can go and still enjoy myself. But I didn't, I stayed in bed. Next day, wake up, go to the activity test, try to book a, a ferry or a day trip or something to go to Fifi and I missed it. Young lady at the desk told me, oh man, you know, actually yesterday would have been perfect. The weather was incredible there. But I let the fact that it was raining where I was stop me from going out and enjoying the island. Part of it was also being tired as fuck, but mostly I woke up and kept seeing the rain. So I just kept turning over and going back to sleep. Maybe if it had been beautiful and sunny, I'd get gotten up and just push through. But I saw the rain and said, no, there's going to be nothing to do in the rain. Remember, just because it's raining where you are doesn't mean it's raining where you want to be. So consider that if you just get the fuck up off your ass, that you can actually get to what it is you would like to do in a different area. Even if uh, what you want to do isn't necessarily available in that area because it's raining, see if it's available to you in another area. Like that same activity may be available to you someplace else where it's not raining. But similar thing happened in Rome. I have a small umbrella. It's about six inches. It's a really good totes one. Um, it's easy to tra uh, travel with. It packs really nicely. And I have shoes that I can wear in the rain. That's another pro travel tip. 
wear shoes that you can, you know, uh, wear in more than one type of weather. I thankfully didn't wear my chucks that trip because I kind of knew that it was going to rain. And since I missed so much, uh, waiting on the rain in Phuket, I wanted to make sure since I knew it was going to rain while I was in Rome, that I was going to wear shoes that wouldn't, you know, keep my feet wet. I hate wet feet. Absolutely hate it. Wet socks, grossest shit in the world. So I went out in the rain. I didn't let the rain stop me. And when I tell you I had the best fucking time, I had the best fucking time. You realize that just because it's rain doesn't mean that it's not torrential rain all the time. It doesn't mean that you still can't go and experience things. Consider that you're going to be inside for a lot of it. And most of the shit that I, I walked everywhere in Rome. I never took a taxi in Rome. I took the metro and the bus from the airport to where I was staying. And other than that, I didn't hit a bus or a train until I was going back to the airport. I walked everywhere. I saw all the things. It rained a lot. Fucking umbrellas. I don't know about you and your hair. Sorry, sis, if that's going to be your problem. Not my problem. If rain is not going to mess up my hair. Only thing I'm worried about when it rains are my feet because I don't want wet feet. Wear a rain jacket, wear an umbrella. You have, you buy shit for tons of other things. You buy swimsuits for the beach, right? Why not just buy a jacket for the rain? Why not buy boots or shoes that you can comfortably wear in the rain? These are all things that are at your disposal, you know? So I've absolutely learned that that same, uh, I won't say skill, but that same energy transfers to shit in regular life. Just because it's raining doesn't mean the event is canceled. Just because, well, to me, that's enough of a reason not to can for something to be canceled. I just don't really like going to things, but that's me. But in regular life, I've realized that One monkey don't stop the show. You can continue to do things that you want just because there's a small inconvenience. And seeing all the things that I saw in Rome in the rain, being able to, you know, push through all of that really reminded me that regular life can work the same way. Just something goes wrong doesn't mean the whole day is a mess. Just because something doesn't go your way doesn't mean that, you know, all is lost. You adapt. And that leads me right into the last, uh, the last point that I wanted to make was you can figure it out. And that was really, uh, solidified for me. It hit home in Bermuda. So I went to Bermuda in January. Actually, it was probably around this week uh, I guess this is my travel anniversary then. It was four years ago, 2017, uh, week in January, and I went to Bermuda by accident. Not going to tell that story again. Uh, but I was off season. So a lot of the things that you would expect that you would do in Bermuda, especially water sports related, were out of season. But I had a whole ass week on the island And it was much better weather than it was in New York. And I'd spent all this money, so I wasn't not going to do it. So I had to figure it the fuck out. I thankfully had the help of the marvelous Miss Joyce, who I sing the praises of at every chance I can. She went above and beyond to make sure that I had extra information. But I spent a good hour, probably more, in the room beautiful room at that, but the beautiful sun streaming in through the glass doors, figuring out what I wanted to see. I went through all of the excursions that I would have booked. Water ones, can't do. But all the city ones, all the things that had stops and you know places to visit around um, the neighborhoods that I was in and neighborhoods nearby. And I mean, let's say, you could walk the whole island of fucking Bermuda. So I don't really mean neighborhoods, I guess, but any of the things that I really wanted to see in Bermuda, um, I've just picked out the different things that were of interest to me in all the packages that the companies were selling. And since I couldn't buy it from them, I figured out how to get there myself. So I basically hand picked and crafted my own excursion. I got on the bus and went everywhere. And that really, even being like my first time out of the country, it's like, you're capable. 
the same shit that you think of, the same smarts that you use to figure things out at home transfers into your travel experiences. If you can navigate somebody else's neighborhood in your own state or in your own city, you can do it abroad. And if I can do it abroad, I can absolutely do it here. If I can figure out foreign territory, different cultural norms, I can absolutely make sense of things that are going on here in these good old queen streets. I can absolutely figure out what it is I need to get done to accomplish any of the goals that I come up with while I'm here at home. So being that I was able to, on my first trip out the country at that, figure out what it was I wanted to do and I made it happen, it was really a moment that kind of solidified that I'm capable. You know, it's like, you know, things to be true about yourself, but then when you have tangible reminders, when you have tangible experiences that you can look back on and pull from, it helps that shit sink in, sink in a little bit harder. So Bermuda was absolutely that for me. It's since happened in other countries. I've gotten wild lost in everybody's country probably at this point, because I have a really shit sense of direction. Um, it's just not my, that's another thing. That's not my ministry. That's probably attached to not having a good memory. I, they, somebody says, just go back the way you came. Not happening. That just doesn't really resonate for me. Again, not my thing. But all that being said, you're capable. You can figure it out. Sometimes you just got to give yourself more time. And sometimes you also just need a little bit of help. But whatever it is, Know that you have the capability of making things make sense. Sometimes you, you know, won't do it easily and you don't do it because you want to, but you only do it because you have to, but you can. So thankful to my travels and very grateful for my experiences abroad for really reminding me of a lot and solidifying and really driving home some of the things that I knew to be true of myself and for myself, but in a lot of cases just needed a little reminder. So hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And it was, let I guess, yet another example of travel being so much more than vacation. Travel is really, for me, an opportunity to, I guess, peek into myself a little bit differently it's a brand new lens, if you will, to look through that gives me so many great views where I'm included, other people are included, and it really just enriches and fulfills me in ways that I didn't even know were possible. So I'm personally really grateful for travel, even though I'm not going anywhere right now. Like I can't travel now, but I really enjoy looking back and pulling from the different trips that I have been fortunate enough to take and, you know, just kind of living in that for this time. At some point, I'll be able to travel again. But until then, I'm happy to reminisce and think of all the ways that I have learned in the past and continue to or look forward to continuing my um, learning process in the future. So... Thanks for fucking with the kid. Thanks for listening. I'd appreciate if you left me a review on whatever platform that you're listening to the podcast because it allows other people to find the show, especially if you found it helpful or enjoyable. I'm certain that somebody else will absolutely um, appreciate your review to let them know why they should fuck with the show. Um, Follow me on the Instagrams. It's T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T. And I'm also on Facebook. Feel free to follow me there. Just Travel and Shit Podcast on Facebook. If you just plug that in, I'll pop up. And there's merch. If you go to travelandshippodcast.com, you can absolutely check out um, t-shirts, hats, totes, uh, blanket. I got a blanket now just because I wanted one for the couch. Um, So there's a lot of stuff at the website. I also have my solo travel planning course that also 
hint, hint, happens to work. If you're not even traveling solo, if you just need help planning a trip, I've got the course up there. I also have a workbook with the actual spreadsheets that I use, the checklists that I use, and a ton of questions that you didn't even know that you need to ask yourself when you're traveling. Because if you don't know, you don't know. Because what you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, right? Makes sense if you think about it. So all that being said, all the resources, link in the description box below, travelingshippodcast.com. But overall, just don't forget, whether you fuck with me, anybody else, somebody else, nobody else. The one thing I don't want you to forget is that travel is more than vacation. Bye, y'all.